Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the Anxiety Chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the Anxiety Chicks and join over 50. 
500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. As you can tell, it's not Allison starting off our podcast this week, but just me, Taylor, doing a solo episode. Um, If you guys have been following along with our Instagram, Allison's dad has been pretty sick lately, so... This week is just me, and it's actually a good week for a solo episode because the past two weeks, I had a bit of a setback, and I would love to talk about setbacks, my setback, and how I get through setbacks with anxiety. Um, So early January, I got COVID, lovely COVID. Um, I didn't feel... I felt scared of the unknown in the moment. I had a fever. I had body aches. I had a a slight cough. Um, I actually had insomnia. Um, And what else did I have? Um, Hot and cold. I felt hot and cold. Um, Yeah, I mean, kind of like thinking back to it, I kind of just like blacked out for those first few days, just like – You know, once it finally hits you after you feel like you've been dodging bullets left and right for, what, two and a half years now, it just, it was a lot. It was a lot to process, especially because I did the big no-no in the beginning of this pandemic and I watched tons of news and I educated myself on things I shouldn't have and I had too much information. And you know how it is when you read something or hear something you can't take that information out of your brain. So it's just there. And yeah, that came to bite me when I got COVID. I always thought it was something I could avoid, something that I would never get, but I saw all these other people get because I felt like I was a safe person. I took all the protocols, whatever. I did all I could, but it happened. And what helped me initially is understanding that it has happened to so many literally millions of people out in the world. Um, So I was trying to find peace in that, just knowing that there are millions and millions and millions of people who have gotten this and so many people have made it out. I mean, I know someone who's had it three times and they're so calm and like confident and they don't worry. But you know, when you have health anxiety like I have, or I don't like to say I have, but I've struggled with, um, you know, it can be a huge trigger. It can be what I wanted, what I called my worst literally living nightmare. So if you could picture what a health anxiety person's living nightmare would be, this is what it would be. And it happened. Um, so I got through it. And by day three, you know, or two or three, probably day three of symptoms, I started feeling better. And I was actually pretty calm. Um, I was like, okay, you know, like I feel I've made it through and life's, this is good. Like I'm not hospitalized. I should be so grateful. Um, my family's healthy, uh, you know, cause my mom and my brother and dad got it too. Um, and I was just kind of grateful that we weren't all hospitalized. And, um, my brother, he actually was, so he struggled with anxiety probably like 10 to 12 years ago. Um, and this was in when he was in high school after experience, act, 
experimenting with uh, weed with a couple of his friends. And I say this all the time on my page, but THC can be so sensitive to some people who are prone to anxiety. And sometimes you don't know you're prone to anxiety until you try something like weed um, and you don't react to it and you have a panic attack and that just kind of spirals you. Um, I've heard this and seen this so many times. So he had that and then, you know, he got help, he got better and my brother hadn't, I hadn't seen him have anxiety in literally since he was in high school and he's 28 now, about to be 29. So a long, long, long time. But this really triggered him. This really set him back and it was hard seeing him like that because I actually was like, I almost felt guilty in my head because I'm like, I feel calm. I don't really feel that anxious. You know, I, I thought I had it in the bag. I was like, wow, I've like really worked on myself. I've really developed so many good coping mechanisms. I mean, if you follow me, you know, I do take Purity CBD very regularly morning and night. And during this, I was taking also a midday dose which I do when I feel more anxious. And that has really kept me from having a full-blown panic attack in about five years now. And so I'm so grateful for natural supplementation. I'm so grateful for all the coping mechanisms that I developed prior to getting COVID that I felt proud of myself. And yeah, so we got better. And my brother, he he got better. Like he he was, we were all healthy. We were all, our symptoms went away. I did lose my taste and smell. And then I got it back probably like a week after. And my brother just became so obsessed with uh, what if COVID did something to my body? And this was something I actually never really put a ton of thought into. You know, I kind of saw it like, you know, when you get the flu or cold or something, you get sick and then you're better. Like what? So he was just like saying a ton of stuff to me. And I was trying to be there for him because the last thing I ever want is someone on this world to go through anxiety or panic alone. And so I kind of took time from my life to just be there for my brother, take my brother, you know, to places. We were going out to eat some some and uh just doing some things to like get him away from, you know, his mind and googling. And so it was just I don't know how to word this, but maybe just continually hearing about it after we have had it and his worries, it kind of triggered me a bit to be like, well, okay, what should I be worried about? Like, I'm worried that I'm not worried. You know what I mean? Have you ever been to that, been through that where you're like too calm and you're like, why am I, why am I too calm? Like, I feel like I need to be worrying about something like this. Something's bad about to happen since I'm so calm. So, so basically he just made me kind of think. And then the more I thought, you know, you hear about these 1% and you know, when you have health anxiety, all you focus on is the 1%. I remember a doctor told me like 99% of the things you worry about don't even ever happen in your lifetime. And I'm like, yeah, but that 1%. And so when you're someone with OCD or, or a very, uh, very, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word, just very bad health anxiety. You kind of you believe you are that 1%. You always think when you look at someone with cancer or someone with something in your head, you're like, well, why not me? Why, what's, why am I better than that person? You know? And you're just like, when is it my turn for that to happen to me? And you're kind of waiting for that thing 
that bad thing, that bad label, that bad diagnosis to happen any day, any time now, because you're like, if all these other people that I see all the time or read these articles about, they have things, well, when's mine? When's my turn? Rather than being like, well, you know, some people, they just grow up and they get old and they, they die from old age, you know? Whereas with health anxiety, we're just always waiting for that diagnosis. We're always waiting for, aha, I knew it. You know, like you almost want, sometimes you want to like hear something just to validate that you're not crazy. Um, I remember feeling that so many times, just getting so many tests done to be like, it's got to be something because I know I'm not crazy. Something has to be wrong with me. And, you know, just, I think that's where the health anxiety mind works. And it was kind of crazy seeing it in my brother because when I, when he was in high school, I was, I'm two years younger than him. So I had no anxiety back then. Like I played sports. I had friends. I wasn't really even focused on his life. Um, I just remember being like, oh my God, he's so like, what's he doing? I did not understand anything, but he only went through like that really bad period for probably about a year. And then he got better. Like he, his anxiety went away. His panic attacks went away. So I never really saw him in this kind of state, state of mind that I experienced firsthand, you know, like with my health anxiety. I remember when I was going through what I went through, I remember looking at him and being like, you don't understand. Like you've never gone through this because I never saw him like that. And so seeing him with after all this COVID stuff was just like, wow, like I see it. Like I could even see the irrationality in his eyes. Like you're, he was so tunnel vision and just so hyper-focused on, no, there is something wrong with me. Like full on, full blown convinced he was the 1% of people who things happen to them, you know? And it's just, I just want you, if you're listening there, listening to this right now to sit there and think about all the people you know and maybe yourself who's had covid and you're okay you know and and maybe you do know someone who they had covid and they weren't okay but how many people do you know that were okay versus how many weren't okay and you know and you really have to hold on to just hope in that moment and faith and and really just look at yourself and be like i i feel okay i feel blessed i feel grateful that i feel okay and the thing about my brother is he actually had the most mild case of all of us literally um maybe had symptoms for one day but it just really spiraled his anxiety so even when he was having this really bad anxiety right after we had covid he was not having symptoms. It wasn't like he was like feeling chest pain or having PVCs like like I have. And I was trying to tell him, I'm like, hey, I actually have these things and I'm calm. Um, but yeah, so it was like a couple weeks of like, I just really wanted to take care of my brother and be there for him. And that's, to me, that's living. Like to me, that is purpose on this world is being, putting aside your wants, your needs and just being there for someone and just being kind in a world that it's hard to find kind people, you know? And so all I wanted to do is know that I was doing good by being there for him because I remember what it was like in those days of feeling so alone. And I would have loved someone to just be like, I get it. Like, I understand. And I say that all the time. And that's why I started my Instagram. But, um, so yeah, it was like we were you were doing good. You know, I thought he was getting better and so right when we had covid like the week or a week after we had symptoms, um anyways, I was chill all of the rest of January. Pretty calm, just like trying to help my brother, but the week after we had 
COVID, he went and got to the ER, could not stop him. He was just so panicked. Um, he got, he thought it went into his lungs. So he got a lung scan and it came back clear. So then he was relieved and was like, Oh my gosh, like so grateful, whatever. So then he read about like this one person who, you know, like heart problems or whatever. And he just like kept talking about heart problems. And, you know, I thought I had a grip on all of that. Like the heart, heart anxiety has always been like a huge thing for me. It's just because I actually do have, um, some diagnosis with the heart. I have a PFO, which is a hole in my heart that I was born with. And they say it's completely common. About one in four people have it. Um, and I could just live my life with it. Just need to go get follow-ups with my cardiologist and get an echo done every so often to make sure it hasn't gotten bigger changes or whatever. So I I have that. And another thing I have is I've had PVCs, which are preventricular contractions that I've had my whole life. They're a type of heart palpitation, heart flutter, I would say. Um, a lot of times the heart word heart palpitations gets used in so many contexts because a lot of people will say, oh, I have heart palpitations, but they mean like their heart's racing or they're aware of their heart. Some people will say that they have heart palpitations and that means their heart flutters. So mine is like, it's like a skipped beat. It feels like kind of takes your breath away for a second and then just a huge thud, like just a really hard, hard beat that kind of jolts my body a bit. And it feels really scary. And that's kind of the the worst part of a PVC is that it feels scary. It it does not hurt me, at least um, in a structurally normal heart. My cardiologist said that they are completely benign. Many Many people on this earth have them. My cardiologist said that he had them when he was taking his medical exam. Um, And yeah, and that's life. There is a medicine you can take. Uh, He's talked to me about beta blockers before, but I told him if it's just a nuisance and it's more of annoying than harmful, um, I'm okay because I would love to be as holistic as possible and, and that's just how I am. So anyways... I really, really started noticing my PVCs getting worse, uh, probably the beginning of February. So, right. So we had COVID beginning of January and the rest of January, I was just like being there for my brother, um, you know, just getting back with life. Like I took about two weeks off working out and then, you know, I was just like hesitant to like get back into working out, especially because if you follow me, you know, I've trained myself to really work through working out and getting your heart rate up. I do crazy cardio hit classes. Like I've come so far with my heart anxiety. And I do this by reminding myself that my heart is an my heart is a muscle. Our muscles must be worked out, just like your biceps, just like your quads, just like your glutes, everything, every muscle on your body, we must work out to keep it strong, right? So I always say that to you guys and myself when I talk about working out is that I look at it as I'm getting my heart rate up and I'm making my heart stronger today for a better future. I'm all about doing everything I can to just control the things I can control rather than focusing on the things I can't control. So like I can't control something I'm born with, uh, something genetic, something, you know, like I can't control those things, but what I can control is preventing heart disease. Um, 
you know, I can control eating right, uh, exercising, doing all the things that they recommend we do to keep our heart healthy. And so I remind myself when I'm doing all that, rather than being in fear of getting my heart rate up and fear of just collapsing, I've been checked out by a cardiologist. I've been told I'm healthy. I have to accept that all these cardiologists have said I'm healthy. You know, like you have to repeat these things to my to yourself and then say, okay, if I've been told all these things, I have to finally sit and accept that I'm healthy. And now I have to do the things I can do to control my outcomes in life. If I want a healthy heart, what are my ways to make sure I have a healthy heart? Making sure my diet is balanced, getting in physical movement, uh, getting my yearly uh, tests done, you know, just doing all the things, getting good sleep, uh, hydrating, you know, self-care. Really, it's okay to just not not go to the party, not not tell your friends you can't come today because, you know, you got to take care of you and you come first, um, especially if you struggle with mental health. You You are your focus right now. No one else, just you. And so I really started feeling the PVCs again, kind of full force. And I was like, dang, like I hadn't really had an episode of PVCs in probably five years. Um, I wasn't feeling like panic attacks at all. I still haven't had a full-blown panic attack uh, since starting uh, the CBD I take. So I think like that's still working great. I did up my dose when I started feeling this way. But I think it was just an overload of stress. Um, I I do feel this way, that it was just a compiling of a couple weeks of just like underlying stress. Like I don't think I was acknowledging the stress I was feeling. And you guys have to understand that when you have tons of stress, say for like weeks or days, it can take time to build up until it hits you. So you you know when you're like, I wasn't even anxious. Why am I having a panic attack? Or I wasn't even anxious. Why am I having these physical symptoms? Like, I don't understand. Well, check back a month ago. Check back a couple weeks ago. How's your mental state been? How's your stress been? How's your family been? How's your marriage been? How's your life been? You know, looking at all those things and understanding that sometimes it's like, it's like a, it's like a glass of water, you know, like it's not going to spill over until it's full to the top, right? And then when you keep pouring in that glass water, it's going to start spilling over. And so that's kind of like what happened to me is I didn't realize how full my glass was getting until it spilt over and the PVCs came back full force. So luckily I was due for my cardiology follow-up. So I got my I got my uh, echo done. And I was pretty terrified. I'm not going to lie. Like just all the information out there, you know, just people with fear mongering and uh, I'm not going to call it all fear mongering, but just hearing that 1%, you know, I try and tell my brother that when an article is made about somebody's diagnosis, it must be pretty special. So what that means is like, think about someone in your family who has died from something. Did they get an article written about them? Probably not. I know for my family, there wasn't a news article written about anybody who's died in my extended family because it's not that unique of how they died. But when someone dies or gets diagnosed of something unique, there will be some article written about them, right? And so we have to remind ourselves that like, yeah, we can worry ourselves to death every single day about these 1% diagnosis, these 1% chance of getting all these things, right? But what does that do for us? Does it prevent us from getting it? Does it add days to our life? And so I kind of have to sit back sometimes and tell myself that. Um, 
me focusing on this 1% thing that happens out of one in a million or even a hundred in a million or a hundred and a hundred thousand people, if I sit back and worry about all those things, I'm basically living dead already because I'm spending so much of my time just worried about these things that may or may not happen and most likely my chances are may not happen. And so, yeah. So basically, you know, after all of that, I went to my cardiology appointment and I was I was pretty panicked. Like I was like, dang, like I hope nothing shows on the echo, like just really scared in the waiting room. And I just brought my headphones and I listened to my worship music that just really helps calm me down. Um, I really love the song right now, Gyra by Maverick City Music. I would love to go see them in in person. I tried to see if they're, it looked like they were in Dallas like a couple, like a month or so ago. And I was like, dang it. Like I wish I had known that. That would have probably been super cool. I really love Maverick City music. Um, and so I put my headphones in and then I I know like with echoes, like sometimes you can like hear your heart when they are doing the recording. So I was like, hey, is there any way I can just like leave my headphones in? And and she said, yes. So like if you ever have to get an echo, put some headphones in and you don't have to listen to it because sometimes it can be just uncomfortable. So I did that and I just listened to that song on repeat and I just said, you know, even if I will be okay, like look, I'm here. I'm taking all the preventative measures. I'm doing all I can. And I have, I have to tell myself that a lot. If I'm doing all I can, that is all I can do. Like, I don't know what you believe in or whatever, but you know, I just, at some point I have to be like, God, it's in your hands. Like I did all I can humanly, humanly do. The rest is up to you. And like, I have to remind myself that. And a lot of this is just like continual reminding and continual sitting and evaluating my thoughts. Are these thoughts that are positive or are these thoughts that are going to lead me down a bad path? And so definitely cutting off the news has been very big for me. And then just whenever I come across an article, say on Facebook can be super triggering. That's for sure. That's where they put those one in a million articles. And so when I read stuff like that, just reminding myself, you know, like how many people do you know that an article was written out after? And if it was like, how rare was their case of whatever they had? And, you know, like, do we really know that person's life? Um, do we really know, like the, the articles are always so vague too, you know, it's like, we don't know how that person lived. We don't know everything about them. So I got my echo and everything was good. And so then they put me in my holter just to like track my PVCs and, you know, do my, I think it's been five years since my last cardiology appointment. So basically I just have this holter on and my birthday was yesterday. So it was like, oh gosh, like I'm in this holter on my birthday, but you know, we're doing all good things and only good is going to come after all this. I'm believing that this year of age 27, I am now is going to be one of the best years of growth and just all the past years, you know, I sometimes look back in my twenties and I'm like, wow, I spent so much of my younger twenties, uh, in fear and just not living to where it makes me sad that like in my fifties and sixties, you know, it's like, those were the years you were so healthy and not that I'm not going to be healthy in my fifties and sixties, but it's like, you'll never be as young as you are today, you know? And it's just like, I got to live. I have to live. I have no choice but to live. Um, And I have to tell myself that because there's nothing fun about living in fear. There's nothing fun about wasting another day so focused on an illness or 
something that may or may not happen to you, you know? And so today I'm just, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because I did let things affect me. And I took time off social media because I didn't feel that I was in a place to advocate when I'm not taking care of myself. And so um, I'm happy to get back on posting a lot. Sorry, guys. I'm dealing with allergies. My nose is a little runny. Basically, here in Texas, we keep going from like 80 degrees and 20 degrees back to 70 degrees and to 20 degrees. So it's like, okay. Um, But also, I just want you to know that if you were triggered or you had a setback from getting COVID or just from COVID, this is temporary and you will come out so much stronger on the other side. And I'm so proud of you if you've gotten COVID and you made it through with health anxiety because that is a strength like no other because health anxiety is so real as it is. And then throw in something like an unknown pandemic and we are just freaking strong, guys. So I just wanted to do this podcast just as an encouragement to all you guys that it does get better and you will get through this. Any hard time you're going through, it will pass and you will come out you come out stronger every single time you go through something hard. Every single time you go through something hard, you come through way more resilient, way with way much way more strength and just like you're prepared for anything and I see that looking back at the beginning of my anxiety journey I was so terrified of doctors and so terrified of getting my blood drawn and so terrified of all these things. And now I just do it with ease because I've had to learn and I've had to grow. And I'm just so proud of who I'm becoming and who I am. And and I'm so proud of you guys because I know that your growth, you might not want to look at it and see it firsthand, but I bet if you sit back, you'll see you have so much uh, growth and strength. And yeah, I'll keep following up with my brother. He's definitely doing a lot better right now. Um, so he did start panicking about his heart and I got him into my cardiologist. Um, so we'll see, like, I can, guys, I can 100% guarantee you guys, my brother's fine. What's What kind of is like annoying for us with health anxiety is he actually has no no symptoms and he's like so stressed out. I'm like, if I was that stressed, I would be having chest pain you know, dizziness, all the symptoms. He has none. So he's he's a fortunate one to not experience symptoms with anxiety. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. And if you could all just say a prayer for Allison's dad. Um, I know that she just loves her dad so much and uh, there's power in the prayer of many people. So yeah, just add Allison's dad to your prayers. And if you have any questions or just want need direction or help or you just feel so lost, you can always DM me at health underscore anxiety. Um, I love talking with you guys. I love helping people. I mean, that's why I started the platform because I feel like I went through what I went through for a reason and I try and make that my purpose. There's so much purpose in helping others. So if you ever get the chance to help someone, just do it. It's You feel so I feel so fulfilled when I'm helping people. It's the most fulfilled anything's ever made me feel. No money, no accolade, nothing will ever fulfill you the way helping and giving back does for someone. At least that's how I feel. And I'm sure most people feel that way too. But um, 
Also, if you are new here and you've never heard about my small business, uh, happytaze.com, I do just a lot of mental health, uh, not even just mental health, but just like positive, good vibes, uh, cool sayings, uh, merchandise, and we're, we are having hats coming out soon. I'm a big hat person. If you follow me on uh, my Instagram, you know I'm, I'm always wearing a, a different kind of hat, but I like my hats to have cool sayings and my sweatshirt. I'm a, I'm a sweats and hat kind of girl. I'm not I'm not a big girly girl. And so I like my sweats and my hats to have just meaningful things on them for the person behind me or the person in front of me who maybe needs some encouragement or just needed that one sign of like, it's going to be okay, you know, or encourage someone to be kind or encourage someone to just give someone else a compliment, just making this world a better place. We really, we really need more people to just make this world a better place and help everybody. So love you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this little 30 minute ramble. (laughs) Um, I just felt it would be good to share with you guys that setbacks happen and that does, but they're just a setback. They're just two, maybe you're two or five steps back. It doesn't mean you're not capable of going forward again because you are and you will. It's just a setback, not a failure. So love you guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.